What are you doing? Why? Stop. Mom said we got stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, friends, to another episode of the Share the Road podcast. This is Chris Abel once again for another week. All right, so today I'm very excited. We've got my own sister, Leah Abel, coming on the show. Now, Leah has had cerebral palsy, obviously, for her whole life, and her story is absolutely inspirational. We're going to be taking a look at... Her experiences as being a part of Team Carly, which is a race team for individuals with special needs. Uh, They get strollers provided for these individuals, and it allows them to have these experiences that otherwise they wouldn't be able to. So we're going to find out how much that means to Leah and what she feels like. We're also going to get some very key mental tips and positive advice from Leah on how to keep a good, healthy mindset in the face of adversity, which is very important for us as as endurance athletes in the middle of a long race. But before we get to that interview, I want to talk briefly about the hysteria that is surrounding our world today with the coronavirus. All right. So I am a school teacher and we just heard today that Whoa, school is out as of Monday for two weeks, heading into spring break. So we are going to have three weeks away from our students. Now, in addition to this, races are being canceled. I know that uh, Ironman 70.3 in Puerto Rico is canceled. I know that the Wendell Foster Half, which I was going to race this weekend, had to be postponed and I believe canceled. The Boston Marathon was pushed back. I mean, all of these things are happening and I've seen a little bit of outrage toward the race directors and I I just have to say one because some of these race directors are my friends this is not on them do not blame your race directors for something that the health departments are saying like hey you need to cancel these events they are doing what's best for the athletes and best for the businesses and sponsors which are supporting them so it's very important that we enter this with a level of understanding and humility and if you put all this hard work in and you did all this stuff to get ready for this race don't think it was for nothing I mean, you have reached a level of endurance and fitness that otherwise you probably wouldn't have reached. So I think it's very crucial that we understand that this training wasn't for nothing and that we push forward, we continue to run. I know that some of uh, my friends are going to go out and we're going to go for a run anyway because that's what we do. We love to get out. We love to be together. And so we're going to train like we always do. So make sure that you're treating those race directors with respect and understanding that it's not all about the medal. It's not about the t-shirt. It's not about everything that you get at the end. What it's about is the experience, the training, the things that you put into it. It's about the process, really, when it comes down to it. And the fact that you got to build your body up 
hang on that. Don't lose it. Keep going. Find another race at some point. Don't let this all slip away because one race got away from you. Um, I think it's really interesting, everything that we're seeing unfold with the coronavirus. I think that I know that I personally, I'm going to be um, continuing to train and run and do all these things and go out and probably hang out with the same core group of people that I always do. But I do think that this is way more serious than I initially thought. I wasn't one of the people who was kind of making fun of it, but I was definitely somebody that was, didn't really know what to believe. Now I know that, yeah, I probably am going to go to the grocery, get uh, most of the food that I need. I'm probably not going to eat out at all um, and make sure that I can take care of all of my basic needs here at home, stay away from super public places, make sure I'm washing my hands, all that good stuff. But I'm not going to stockpile like we're having some kind of zombie apocalypse because that's certainly not the case. And I can't stop running. I found out this week after I I. I just overtraining, had some calf soreness, I needed to rest up, and I kind of lost my mind after not running for about three days, so I know that that is certainly not an option, uh, so I'm still going to be going out, still going to be running, still probably training with the same people that I always do, and I encourage everybody else to do the same. Don't give up all of your routines and the things you enjoy just because of this thing. Now, if you enjoy watching the NCAA tournament like I do, sorry about it. That's going to have to be something that you give up. Part of life. But that's enough on the coronavirus. That was just something that I wanted to throw out there personally. Let's get right to this interview with my super dope sister, Leah. Let's do this. All right. Sitting with me now, I have somebody who I've known for a very long time. And by very long time, I mean her entire life. I've got my sister, Leah Abel. Leah is an amazing individual. She has cerebral palsy, but she doesn't let that define her. She's been through a lot in her life, and she just keeps, she loves positivity. Positivity is her go to, and she does whatever she can to spread it. So we're happy to have Leah on the show today. What's up, Leah? All right. That's what I like to hear. So Leah is a part of a running group here in town called Team Carly. Leah, can you tell us a little bit about Team Carly and how that started up? Team Carly is a running community for people with strong people who can't really walk. They have strollers. It was started in 2009. Started in 2009, and Carly uh, was is is one of your best friends, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you've known Carly a long time. You went to school with Carly, yeah. Yeah. Now, did it start out just Carly, or were you in the first races too? Just Carly. Started out j- just Carly, and who pushed Carly? Her best friend, Lauren. Her best friend, Lauren. And so, Team Carly started in 2009. And when did you start running with Team Carly? Uh, pretty soon after that. Same year? Yeah. Yeah, so you started in the same year, too. And who was the first person to push you in a race? My dad. 
Your dad. All right. So our pops, Ronnie Abel, was the first person to push you. And uh, I, was that pretty easy for dad when he first started? No. No. Why not? What do you? What makes you say that it wasn't easy for dad at first? Because. Because he wasn't really a runner. He wasn't a runner. What do you mean he wasn't a runner? He was. He was. He was a biker. He was a biker. He was a cyclist, right? Yes. Yeah. So he was, So what made you know that maybe it wasn't too easy for dad pushing you in those races? Because, because he would have trouble. I don't know. He would have trouble breathing. I remember a distinct story where the other runners are going pretty fast. And you're like... I wanted dad to go faster, but he was just breathing like this. <sighs> and it was so funny. You remember that? Yes. Yeah, that was so funny. So I, wa- I want to talk about kind of your first race experiences because you've been doing this a long time now. You're still doing races today. And yes. getting people to push you and race with you, and so yeah. I wanna I wanna know what made you love this so much. I saw Carly today at the the our first barbecue festival. I was like, "Hey, Dad, do you think we could do that?" And he was like, "Yeah." Sure, I don't know how to win, but I'll do it. <laughs> so we, I just wanted to try it out, and here we are. Yeah, so you tried it out, and the rest is history, right? Yeah. Now, there is somebody who's very near and dear to you who was definitely not a runner or anything before they got involved with Team Carly and you absolutely altered their life. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Who am I talking about, Leah? Andy. Or as you like to call him. Evil. Yeah. All right. So tell me a little bit about the change you saw in Andy just from pushing you and doing and training for those races. Um, I just talk about how he was, he was, he was able to push me in the west. Yeah. First time. Okay. Well, uh, we were, we were in high, we were in middle school and he, he was a future of a middle school. And Jeff Miller was like, hey, Andy, do you want to push Leanna in the barbecue 5K? He was like, uh, I don't know if I can do it that. But he just decided to push me and... He pushed me for about four years, and he was, he, he got faster, 
and he 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 was we did about fifteen or twenty or fifteen or twenty races. Fifteen or twenty races. Yes. Oh my gosh! And he did. He got faster and faster and faster. I believe at one point he was pushing you at like a twenty-minute five k. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty fast. That's like sub seven minute pace. Yes. Y'all are flying. And Andy, when he started, would you say he was in shape? No. Not at all, right? And then once he once he started pushing you, do do you remember what team he joined at Apollo? The cross country. Yeah, he joined the cross country team. So it's pretty amazing the motivation and the inspiration that you provided to Andy to totally get him into running. You were that motivator for him. Leah, one thing we talk about a lot on the podcast is what motivates us to run, what motivates us to keep going and to keep pushing. Cause sometimes uh, running can be really hard. It can really wear on you and you kind of go into what we call the pain cave or you bonk. And so the fact that you were kind of that motivator for somebody. That's pretty cool, don't you think? Yes. Yes, absolutely. So taking this to a lighter note, um, what is the weirdest race you've ever been pushed in? Um, We went to Katie's Kentucky for a very weird and dark ways when I, when I say dark, I mean, it was not lit or anything. There were no, like, street lights or anything? No. Oh. <laughs> and what what was the temperature? Like, was it pretty cold? Yes, I don't know the temperature because I was, like, in 2009, but... Oh, so this was one of the first ones. Yes. Oh, my word. And so for you, like as a runner, once you start moving, your body starts warming up and you don't really notice how cold it is unless it's just brutal. Uh, but for you, your body's not really generating any heat during this these races. You're in a chair. Yes. So, I mean, you are really, I mean, the wind and everything is just battering you. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, so... Coming up this weekend is the what? Uh, Wendell Foster Half Marathon. The Wendell Foster Half Marathon. That's the whole reason that I thought it would be awesome to have Leah on the show today. Uh, not just to for the listeners to really get an inside look at um, how inspiring and awesome our uh, special needs community is because I know that, you know, it's very obviously near and dear to my heart, but to also promote this amazing event. Um, now, we've done a lot of races together at this point. Maybe not as many as you and Andy have, um, but I certainly wasn't in shape for the majority of the time that you've been doing Team Carly. No. Um, in fact, early on, I was kind of like, Man, I wish I could do that, but I can't do that. I am way too out of shape. I didn't have the uh, drive that Andy did to just try it. 
I was like, man, I'm, I'm just fat. I'm lazy. I'm doing band. <laughs> so I, I didn't really uh, ever get into it. But then I joined the army. Yeah, I joined the army and I lost all that weight. And I came back and I think the Barbecue Fest 5K was the first one. Was that the first race we ran together? Or was it a different one? Yes. Yeah, I think it was too. And so that was after I ran... Was that after or before my first half marathon? I can't even remember at this point. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, now we're coming. No, we also did the triathlon in that August, right? We yeah. did the relay, and you had done that before. Um, but I, this time, you had actually done all three events. Yes. I want you to tell me about being pulled in a swimming pool. That was that was pretty cool. It was super fast. It was super fast because you had a super fast swimmer. Shout out K Ewing. K Ewing, you are awesome. You are awesome. That's right. And then after that, Dad puts you in what's called a Wike trailer. Wike, and we went super duper fast. Up the hill. Super duper fast up the hill. So imagine, um, and this is just kind of the freak athlete dad is. So Leah weighs just under 100 pounds or did at the time. And dad had her in this big old trailer hitched up to his road bike and pulled her up this massive hill in Bowling Green and was passing people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just like people like absolute freak. Yes. And then we get to my run portion. And I did pretty well on that 5k. It was was, hot. And then we hit the gravel. It was hard. Yeah, the gravel was really hard. It kind of hurt my back a little bit. It hurt your back because it was bumpy, right? Yeah. It hurt my back too, but mostly because I had to push you through the gravel because <laughs> your chair would sink in the gravel. It was all terrible. And then we got, as soon as we got out of the gravel, we got to that hill, that massive hill. And yeah. I distinctly remember we get there and I just felt like all my momentum stopped and I just let out a big fat F bomb. Just right there. Yes. Pretty much the whole way up the hill, actually. Yeah. And uh, it kind of motivated me. We got up and we ran around and then uh, I, I had a pretty strong finish coming through. Uh, but then when we got done, I went to go and change and to get some water and stuff. And I come back and mom's like, Leah told me you said the F word. I was like, Leah, what the heck? <laughs> Just like I said, hey, you push her up that hill and then you can get on to me for saying it. <laughs> that was a pretty funny moment. Yeah. Now, the this is the second Wendell Foster run. The first one yeah. was pretty special for us. The first one was pretty, pretty, pretty interesting it was interesting but mostly because the events that had led up to the wendell foster half yes can you tell us a little bit because not everybody who's listening to the show knows about your history so can you tell us a little bit about what had happened in the leading up to our first wendell foster half in march of last year okay 
So, I have something called short bounce syndrome, and you all know what that is, but I'm about to explain what happened. So, I went into what's called septic shock. It's when your body just has something going on to you, but you don't know what, you, they didn't know what that was at the time. So, I was basically almost dead. And I, well, they didn't know if I was going to make it, but I was here was a half fair fun and that's pretty that was pretty cool. I mean that was pretty cool because it was for my dad's work. And it was it was the first half fair fun that Teen Collie had done. Yeah, and I mean for me um, I think that, you know, seeing you go through that for all those months, and we didn't know if you were going to make it, like you said. And so to see all that and, you know, to have these memories kind of flash through during that time of, like, us racing together. Because, I mean, we've always been pretty close, but I definitely think running was the first activity yes. that we really shared together. Yes. And so that was something that kind of, flash before my eyes during all of that and so then when we started seeing things build up it was kind of like hey Leah and this was still while you were in the hospital it was like we should do the half marathon and so it kind of became a goal for both of us I don't remember you asked me that well, you don't rem remember a lot from the hospital <laughs> it was kind of a chaotic time but um, that had kind of become a thing of like, hey, you know what? We're going to make it to this. And then yeah. we didn't know if you would have be able to run it. And we weren't sure. And it was like, oh, maybe, maybe not. But then we did it. And it was. It was cold. It was cold. Very cold. And we had a mishap all do you remember what mile the mishap happened? Mile one. Mile freaking one. And what what was it? My chair collapsed. Yeah, our chair collapsed. So we're running. Uh, we were with John Mark and his pace group. Uh, I My plan was that I was going to, you know, chill the first part of the race and then we were going to take it off because we didn't want to go too hard. Um, and so... The chair collapses because it didn't latch all the way. So we're running mile one, and I just feel like I'm getting lower to the ground with my hands on Leah's chair, and I just realize, oh, my gosh, Leah's chair is folding in on itself with Leah in the chair. This is awful. This is, would be the worst thing to happen. And so we get to uh, the one-mile point, and I'm trying to deadlift Leah 
off the ground in her chair. She is at this point totally folded up. And so finally some guys come over help. We get you latched on and the rest was history. I booked it after that. Yes. I ended up with a PR. I ended up, uh, even though we lost, do you think we were there for five minutes? Yes. I mean, it was a pretty long time. So I ended up finishing the race at a, like right at one forty, Um, and, Unfortunately, I ditched. We ditched your blankets there at mile one. Yes, um, it was cold. It was cold, but I was so set on getting back on the race, Leah. I'm so sorry. It's fine. Don't let it again. Yeah, just don't let it happen again. Okay, I'll make a mental note of that. Hopefully, it won't be as cold this time. Yeah, or or raining. Hopefully, it doesn't rain. Will you do it if it rains? Um, probably not, right? Probably. Uh, will you spectate? I'll probably be in bed. You'll probably be in bed? You punk. I can't believe you. So, the next thing that I want to talk about, and we kind of already talked about this before we hopped on the mics, and that's that... We talked about mental toughness. Yep. And for a lot of endurance athletes, especially on longer races, uh, mental toughness definitely comes into play. Like I did my first 50K in January, and I definitely think that at that point, like the physical aspect of the race, you know, like actually running, that's not the hard part. It's staying mentally tough. So, and that kind of talks about when times get hard, can you push through? And you've had some pretty tough times in your life. Yes. What, do you know what you do? Like, what do you think in your head whenever times get really, really tough? What are some things that you've used in your life to keep you uh, motivated to keep going? Just like, um, um... Just like positive faith, like you'll get through this. You, it might be hard right now, but you'll get through it. Yeah, like there's gonna be something on the other side of this. Yeah, there's always a rainbow on the other side. That's right. There's a rainbow on the other side. Absolutely. What about um community and support? Does that help you? Yes. Do you, so like. Even when your friends and all, all the family that live out of town aren't around, you, do you ever think about those people? Yes. Yeah, you think about how like, okay, i am got to get through this uh, because I want to be with those people or I, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm at my best for those people, things like that. Yes. And so what, what are some other things that you might do or listen to to keep you... Um, and when you're in that kind of that dark space, music, music, yes, I love it. Especially as a music teacher, we've always been pretty musical, right? Yes. Our parents have done a pretty good job of making us love music. Yeah. Yes. But actually you taught me how to love music. Aww. You taught me how to love music first. 
Oh, well, I appreciate that. So what I know that you, you make some Facebook videos and stuff, yeah. especially when you've had a hard day. I've noticed that, that like when you have a hard day, you'll come back to your room and you'll turn on Facebook Live and you'll just turn on some music and you'll start jamming. Yes. Yes. That is awesome. And I love music and I love to dance. So why not dance? Yeah, I love that. So, this is a um, endurance sports podcast, and so endurance sports is obviously running, cycling, swimming. So, Leah's big three tips for being mentally tough. Leah's tips right here yes. are knowing that the hard time will end. There will be a rainbow on the other side. There's going to be something to get you through. The other tip is to think about those who support you and those people that have put a lot of time into you yeah. and really uh, focusing in on them. And then the last one is music. She got really excited to talk about music. So how can we um, kind of associate this with running or biking or swimming and i'm gonna kind of talk about that for a second leah and in that in a way we can do that let's look at the first one what was the first one leah uh staying 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 rainbow (laughs) there's a rainbow on the other side right like staying (laughs) positive so how can you yeah. do that during a race? Well, man, just knowing that the race will end, unless you're hurt, like the only darkness that's going on is in your head and you can push through that. And eventually, actually, if it's a long race, you're going to have an up. If you're in a down, you're going to have an up. It'll come. You just got to keep putting one foot in front of the other. And that's true about life too, right, Leah? Yeah. Yeah. One foot and one and then you'll be what? Can you say that again, Leah? One foot, one foot, of the other. <laughs> then you'll be walking for the door. Oh, I see. You're doing that. Put one foot in front of the other. And Thank soon you. you'll be walking out the door. Nice. I like it. Absolutely. That's so true. And so we have, um, we've got our number one and that's just pushing through the darker times. Right. And just knowing that that rainbow is coming for me at mountain mist. It was knowing that there was going to be pizza and beer at the end of the race. We all know I love beer. So that really helped me get through. Not pizza. <laughs> you love pizza, okay? So <laughs> you don't love beer. No. No, you've had experience with that, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite drink, Leah? Uh, well, I can't really have it anymore, but um, it was pina coladas. Oh, you loved pina coladas. Those were your go-to. All right, so our number two. For mental resiliency was family and friends, right? Yeah. So how can we apply that to endurance sports? Well, one thing that I really like to think about um, when I'm running is I think about all of the people, the friends that I train with and how many hours we put into it. I think about uh, my parents who might have come to see me race 
or I'll think about um, just all the people are kind of counting on me or if I'm pushing you, I'm thinking about, man, I want to make Leah proud. I want to make sure that um, she's proud of the time that we have, even though I know you don't care. That's one of the things that pushes me through to really have a good um, race. And so that is something that we can use right there during a big race is like just thinking about all the people who have supported you or who have allowed you to do your training. Like I do a lot of training. Yes. And so for people to kind of accommodate that training, um, I, I can't let that go to waste. I can't let the people who have allowed me to build my schedule around that. Uh, I can't let that down. And then the last one was music. Believe it or not, I don't listen to music while I run, but what I'll actually do is I will either breathe to a beat. So like on an, I'll like take the cadence of my footsteps and I'll be like, and do it like that and make like a song out of my breathing or take like a favorite song that I have or that I've been listening to and playing it in my head and just it'll kind of take me out of that moment and allow me to use that race. So those are Leah's three tips to life and how we can apply it to racing. So Leah, are there any last things that you have to share before we turn this thing over? No. What about, do you have anything that people, uh, you would like people to know about the special needs community? Oh, um, if you, if you uh, have a, um, a special needs person and they want to be on Team Carly. Go to Team Carly website and you can sign up there or fill out an application. All right. So if you are in the Owensboro or surrounding areas and you have special needs or you have somebody close to you who has special needs and you want them to experience this awesome organization like Leah has, which Leah has been doing it for 11 years now, which is crazy. Um, yes. you can go to team Carly's website. That's w- team K A R L I E. And you can sign up there or you can fill out an application. So we really want as many people as possible to be able to be a part of this because it really is, it's, it's life-changing. How do you feel when you're out there uh, in races? I feel like the weather is, the weather that's funny is making my, my feet work because my feet don't work and I feel like they move even though they don't work. Even though they don't move, I feel like they they move anyways. So you get that sensation of the wind across your face. Yes. And and you feel like you're actually the one who's running and doing the race. Yes. 
That's awesome. What a what an awesome experience that Team Carly has been able to provide. So we're so thankful for them, aren't we? Yeah. You can catch Team Leah or Team Abel this weekend, though, at the Wendell Foster Half Marathon. Uh, we'll be posting pictures on uh, the pod story, so yeah. make sure you check that out. We might even hop on live on the uh, Share the Road podcast Instagram story before and after the race. How's that sound, Leah? Good. If, if it doesn't rain. If it doesn't rain. If it rains, Leah's going to bail on me because she's a loser. No. <laughs> I'm not a loser. You're you're right, Leah. You're not a loser. All right. Well, Leah, any last words? No. Have a good night. Hey, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Leah. Oh, man. I am so proud of that girl and her mindset and her grit, her toughness. She's just been through so much, and she's such an inspiration to me. I am so proud to be her brother. And holy crap, when she was like, you were the person that taught me to love music, watch out, Mom and Dad. Sorry, but that one goes to me. In all seriousness, though, Leah is such a special individual. She's so awesome to be around. She's absolutely hilarious, and it is such an honor to be her brother and to push her in those races. Um, So... Just a few updates on some other running type things. So I have been reading the book Born to Run, finally, um, which this book was released in 2012. And this kind of jump-started the modern barefoot running culture. And I am so just profoundly being flipped upside down by this book that I have actually purchased <laughs> some barefoot running sandals. Uh, I got a do-it-yourself kit from Zero Shoes. I'm going to be putting those together tonight. Hopefully run a couple miles in them tomorrow. We'll see how it goes. And so I'll be talking about that over the next few weeks, talking about it on Instagram and that journey that I'm going to be going on with these uh, running sandals. One more announcement that I would like to make is that I have been selected to be a tier operator for one of my favorite supplement companies, Redcon One. Now, Redcon One is a kind of military thing. They do a lot of great stuff uh, for our first responders and our military and our vets. But one of the great things that I love is actually... Honestly, their products and is one of the reasons why I reached out to them about them supporting me. And so basically what that means is that if you use my code T20CABLE, uh, you will get 20% off your order at Redcon 1 and they will also support the show. So uh, just a few of their products that I really enjoy. I love their MRE light. It's made from whole foods. So it's not just like whey protein and a bunch of other crap that isn't really helping you all that much, but it's actually made from whole food proteins. They also have a vegan protein called Green Beret, but I really use their MRE light. And then I also use their branch chain amino acids, uh, their breach. They taste great. They're amazing. Use that code T20CABLE. That is T20CABLE. 
C-A-B-E-L-L at checkout for 20% off of your purchase. All right, guys, that's going to do it for our show this week. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. Next week, we're going to have another great one, so make sure you stay on top of listening. Uh, If you didn't hear the episode from last week, that one was absolutely one of my favorites. Thanks again to Jamie for sitting down with me. I hope you guys have an outstanding week. Don't let this coronavirus get you down. Make sure you're staying happy, staying positive, staying active. And every time you go out, make sure you're always taking in some experiences and sharing that with others. Make sure you share the road. Thanks, guys. Abel out. <laughs>